Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. I'm your host, David Kozlowski. Riding solo today without some of my other OGs, but that's okay. They send, well, they told me to tell everyone, to miss you guys, they'll be back soon. Apparently everybody in the start of the new year hasn't given up on their uh, um, New Year's resolutions yet. So the guys are trying to fulfill all their New Year's resolutions, physically, mentally, emotionally, and as fathers as well. But I'm sure I'll get them back on the podcast sooner than later. Today, though, I got a very interesting question from a parent. I've had a number of questions come in throughout the holidays. I'm trying to get it to as many of them as possible. So thank you, parents, for your patience. And also, I have a couple teen questions, but I did so many teen questions for like a month or two that I wanted to focus a little bit more on parent questions. Uh, some really good questions. Some some questions I have coming up that are in the queue are um, uh, how, how do you have conversations with your kids about consent? Uh, more specifically, about you know you know when they're of dating age in high school and uh, they're starting to uh, have a intimate relationships. Let's put it that way. We're exploring those types of relationships. But today's episode is going to be um, a question that I handpicked from a specific situation that I've actually been dealing with in regards with my daughter and her friends in the past. Started last year. She was in seventh grade. She's in eighth grade now. Um, This year, it's gotten better, but only because she's doing more to make it better. And uh, you'll find out in just a moment uh, exactly uh, what I'm referring to. But before I do that, just remember, you guys, you can follow us on YouTube at OG Therapy and also on Instagram at OG.Therapy. My personal Instagram handle is David underscore K-O-Z-L-O-W-S-K-I underscore. And that's on Instagram. Also, too, if you want to get more bonus, uh, bonus footage and content for, gosh, at least two and a half years now, And if you want to watch these episodes, you can watch them on a website, a hosting platform by the name of Patreon. All you got to do is go to www.patreon.com backslash OG therapy. And we started off originally, for those people who knew the podcast, started off originally as Light the Fight, where we were under the label of Light the Fight for almost about six years, just about a year and a half ago or so, a year ago, um, maybe not even officially a year ago. Actually, it wasn't even until this June. Uh, I was doing Light the Fight and OG Therapy at the same time. Now it's just all OG Therapy. But anyways, if you if you go to Patreon, it's just $5 a month. You go there, you pay the $5 a month, you get all the free and uh, not free, but you get, you get all the extra bonus content for the past two and a half years. And if you're like me, if you just want to, you know, happen to keep the podcast on uh, a video form of it so you can watch the podcast, we post all of our up episodes there. We have a lot of older episodes on YouTube, so if you want to go check those out, there's more of our longer form content. These are more shorter episodes when I'm doing it by myself and since I changed over to OG Therapy. But like I said, go check it out, www.patreon.com backslash OG Therapy to see the videos and all the extra content. So let's get to the question now. So the question is, my daughter and her friends have been having a boy come... Okay, sorry. 
My daughter and her friends have been having boys, a boys, I think she just meant boys, boys come up to them and say inappropriate things. Her friends are intimidated and usually don't say anything. I've told her to tell the teacher and just ignore them because they're the typical annoying type of boys that give a lot of kids problems in class, not just them. I've tried to give advice, but it doesn't seem to help. I'm curious to know what you'd suggest a parent to do to help their daughter in these types of situations. My daughter and her friends are all in middle school. Okay. Well, thank you to the mom that sent in this question. Really appreciate it. And like I said, the reason why I picked this question, because this is something that, uh, yeah, my, my daughter's been dealing with this past uh, year, year and a half, I'd say. Um, as I mentioned before, she's in eighth grade. She is... Um, I mean, just, just normal eighth grader. And I mean, there's, I, and I don't want to be a parent and like dote on my daughter and say, she's amazing. And doves dress her in the morning. And I don't want to make her out like she's some bad kid. Cause she's an amazing kid. And of course she's amazing to me. Cause I love her. She's my, she's my only daughter. And of course I'm be protective of her. However, I also know in the world that we live in that she needs to be able to, I don't mean physically when I say defend herself, but feel comfortable that if people say things to her that catch her off guard, especially if it's boys that say inappropriate things, that she is equipped to know how to handle those situations. And oddly enough, the only practice you can get in handling uh, stupid boys and inappropriate boys is you have to be around them. So unfortunately for this mom and fortunately for this mom and for everyone out there listening to this that has kids in middle school age, if you have a daughter, they're going to have practice with boys saying stupid things. Guaranteed, no matter what country you live in, what state you live in, or what school you go to, you could go to the best school and there's still going to be some boys who are going to say some stupid things. Now, you notice I said some boys who are going to say some stupid things. Because before I get into this, there's a couple different approaches to take. Um, I did an episode a while back um, about how to deal with F-boys. And if you're not familiar with F-boys, what that means, uh, just add the U-C-K to that F, and that's the terminology. And what it really refers to is boys who are very, um, well, they may not be sexually promiscuous and sexually active, but they definitely are very sexually motivated, um, typically, you know, say very inappropriate things trying to uh, um, control the emotions and trying to manipulate the emotions, probably a better way of girls specifically looking for girls to see who they can test to see where their lines are, their boundaries are boys that usually fall in this category, say horribly inappropriate things. They ask girls for, you know, naked to send naked pictures. Uh, they ask girls to do things sexually and because it's so crazy, because it's so out of the blue, because usually these boys don't have a relationship with these girls or it's, you know, through digital, um, you know, like through messaging or something like that. There's, there's a barrier between them, the girls and reality. And a lot of these boys that are titled F boys are young men that if they continue to go on this path, they're probably going to get themselves in some trouble, probably going to have some issues. If not right now, definitely for later on in life. Because according to my opinion, um, the world is not in a shortage of F-boys and we don't have a shortage of douchebags either. And uh, I would say part of my language, but I don't know another language for that. So I'm not going to say part of my language. There are some guys out there that for one reason or another, they became dudes that see women as objects that 
don't really care about the thoughts, feelings, and opinions of other people that they don't put their reputation and, and being civil and polite as a priority at all. And that's why, you know, they're referred to as DBs, AKA, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? So the F boys, it's kind of in that similar category, but a younger version of it have, hence why it's called F boys, not F men. And because it's been something I've been dealing with my daughter for quite some time uh, with her friends, I want to share some things with you guys, specifically this mom that asked this question, um, how I have handled these things and why it's, it's had such great success. When I say great success, my daughter's been very successful in going to school, feeling confident, despite that these things were happening. But it took about a year and a half. It wasn't an overnight success because my daughter's not, um, she looks just like my wife. But their personalities are not quite the same. My daughter's more, I say she's more like that surfer beach girl vibe, a little bit more like me, more like mellow until not mellow, where my wife is definitely a, she's not the type of woman that an F boy or an F man would want to say some stupid, inappropriate things to, because she's not going to sit there and and just kind of like let it slide, right? So because my daughter's personality is, is she's, she doesn't, She's not confrontational. She doesn't, she's not really interested in any sort of drama, which is thank goodness because teenage years are full of enough drama. You don't have to create it. It's going to happen anyways. Um, it's been hard for her to figure this out. Um, but now I give, you know, tip my hat to her. She's done a great job. And more recently, she's kind of mastered it now. So let me paint a scenario for you. Um, this mom and her question said her, her daughter and her friends, being intimidated, uh, not knowing how to handle the situation. Let me tell you a little story. And um, I'm obviously not going to use any names. And the two boys I'm about to refer to, I do not know these boys personally. We've just had a history with one of these boys all last year, my daughter's school, my daughter's friends, everyone in the class, the teachers, the principals, the vice principals, like everyone's had to deal with this one particular boy and not in a positive way. There's not been a lot of positive interactions with this boy. And uh, it's been borderline a couple times where me as the dad, um, I've never went down and dealt with these situations. My wife will go down and deal with it. Um, and I never went down and de- dealt with it because I wanted my daughter to figure it out. Now, granted, if it was her physical safety was in jeopardy or you know, physical threats or something like that, well, then that would have been a different story. Um, however, as hard as it was for me, I wanted to teach my daughter and give my daughter this opportunity, but she needed to have a boy speak inappropriate to her and her friends for in order for her to come to me and ask me for help. But one thing that really made a big difference in her deciding to say, dad, I want to listen to what you have to say. And I, and I, she kind of just knew she had to do something. She had to be more assertive is when it was happening to some of her friends. See the boy I'm referring to when he first started doing it to her last year in seventh grade, like when I say doing it to her, just to be very general, he's being a punk saying some stuff that he probably read online, maybe older siblings. Um, I mean, it was stupid stuff. Like my daughter wore a pair of of Jordans to school one day and he looked at her and class goes, you know, those aren't real Jordans. And she's like, what? Like, they're not friends. They don't talk. And she looks at him and she goes, huh? He goes, those are fake Jordans. Those aren't real. And she looked at him. She's like, didn't even say a word, just turned away from him. Right. Cause that was the first step I said, don't even say, what are you talking about? Like, why are you saying that? Like, yes, they're real Jordans. Just look at him and just go, huh, and just turn away. Just dismiss it completely as if he's not even there. But in a way that's not like you're scared or intimidated, just like, 
huh, okay. And just, just like, that's it. She had a couple other uh, run-ins with him where it was very similar. Um, one in particular were, um, by the way, in her class, she had four classes with this boy. And every single one of those classes, the teachers were pulling their hair out having to deal with this kid. One class, though, the teacher, according to my daughter, it was the only teacher that didn't like, hey, knock that off, tell him to stop it. Like he would get carried away, talk trash, disrupt the class. And the teacher was very too, I'd say beta, very too like, hey, could you please stop that? It was a male teacher and and this boy had no respect for him. She said in that particular class, no one felt comfortable. And all the girls in there, like he would just sit there and go, psst, psst, hey, they'd turn to look at him and he'd be like, you're ugly. I'm not joking, you guys. These are things that she'd come home and tell me. And she's just like, what is wrong with this kid? And so finally it got to the point where I'm like, okay, Solana. She came home one day and she told me um, that she was uh, having to defend one of her friends. And this happened towards the end of last year. He said some rude thing to her friend and she, she stepped in the middle. And she said, don't talk to my friend like that. And he goes, what do you do? Go, go snitch on me and tell the principal and tell the teacher? She goes, no, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm telling you, don't talk to my friend like that. Now, I had had to coach her a little bit to, to be that assertive. And then he was like, oh, what are you going to do then? Kind of like a physical thing, like, oh, what are you going to do about it? And she said, I'm going to stand up for my friend. And just looked at him. Didn't make a posture like she wanted to fight him because that'd be ridiculous. And, and according to her, he's a boy that plays sports. He's an athletic boy. So she says he has a bunch of friends around him, but she can tell that a lot of those boys don't even like him. They're just... Maybe he's good in a sport or something like that, and he's just a loudmouth kid, so they all kind of just tag along him, but they're not nearly as bad as he is as far as being uh, provoking and, and being inappropriate and stuff like that. And so last year kind of ended with her just saying, I'm enough of it, and if he ever did anything like that, he'd go tell the teacher, the teacher would come and say something to him, and then if there was no teacher around, she said, no, I'm standing up for my friend. It's like, leave my friend alone. She didn't do anything to you. Go bother someone else. So eventually he just kind of got annoyed with her. Whatever, you're stupid. Well, then this year something else started to change. Now he started to say sexually inappropriate things. And it all started off in the first quarter of this year. Um, one of her good friends, who's a very sweet, loving girl, but just very, very shy, just keeps herself, doesn't bother anybody. And this is what really pissed my daughter off, which kind of took it to the next level. He comes in the class, he sits down. He puts his hands down his pants and he starts itching his, his privates. And he looked at the friend, my daughter's friend, my daughter's sitting right next to her and he goes, he goes, Hey, want to go to the bathroom with me right now? So you can itch my nuts. Do you want to go to the bathroom right now and itch my nuts for me? And she looked at him and she just like froze. This girl, like she, he's never said two words, this girl, he doesn't know this girl. I mean, he knows her cause they're in the same class. And my daughter looked at him and said, what did you just say? And she said, no. And she stood up. She walked over to the teacher. She told the teacher what had happened. And the teacher had overheard kind of something, something my nuts. So the teacher heard him say my nuts. And so she was like, what? My daughter told what happened. And she goes, that's it. Get out of here. Go to, go to the principal's office. So she sends him to the principal's office. At this particular case, the, the daughter wasn't you know, she wasn't going to say anything. She's like, no, no, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. The teacher came up to her and said, what happened? She said, nothing, nothing, and walked away and went in the halls and cried, right? 
So my daughter went down to the principal's office. She told the principal, eyewitnesses said the whole entire thing. My wife called the the mom of the daughter because didn't think the daughter was going to come and tell her. Sure enough, the daughter didn't go home and tell her, but the daughter was very sad, was having a lot of issues from it, just kept it inside. And so, you know, long story short, principal called everybody in. Uh, they're assertive. They went down there and said, hey, listen, you know, this has been going on. Um, the principal decided to pull in, randomly pull in from all those four different classes, pull in just, I mean, she probably pulled in like 80, 90% of the class. And she couldn't tell us exactly what was going on, but she did say there was multiple accounts of, I don't know, double digits number of people saying he was very rude and inappropriate. He was bullying some of them. He was disrespecting some, and then he'd become more sexually inappropriate. A number of girls said that he'd said things like that recently. So it got to the point where um, a lot of changes must have been made on the back end because, you know, my daughter was out of his classes uh, the next quarter. And then on top of it, the class that she was in with him, he was very quiet, kept himself. So whatever they did, it worked. Problem is this went on for a year and a half before people started standing up to him. Now, this boy had been a serious problem. And the reason why I'm giving you this story and I'm about to share with you another story is because I want you to see as parents that we have to be careful not to react in these situations to get as much detail as possible, to be assertive, go forward you know, with the information we have, go talk to the principal, go talk to the teachers, talk to your child. But there's another scenario where something happened just a little bit ago. Different boy, different situation. My daughter and her friend doesn't know this boy. He was not in their class. He was in the class next to them. He walks in the class. I mean, they know of him because they've had a class with him before, but they've never had a conversation with him. He walked up to my daughter's friend, said something inappropriate to her. She's like, get out of here. And he turned and looked at my daughter and he goes, hey, do you sell hot dogs? And my daughter goes, what? He's all, because you're making my hot dog stand. Well, that particular time, there was a teacher that was right there, heard the whole entire thing and said, get out of here right now, took him up to the, to the, uh, to the principal's office, addressed it right then. My daughter went there and she said, hey, you don't have to go there right now, but can you go there eventually? She goes, no, I'm going to go there right now. So my daughter went in there, um, sat in there kind of while he was in there too. And, and he was like shaking in his boots and scared. And she just sat there, wouldn't talk to him. Principal brought them, you know, both in. She said, this is exactly what he said. The boy was like sitting there. He's like, he wouldn't, didn't want to say anything. So left my daughter, uh, took, uh, told my daughter to leave, called in the parents. Then the next day, the boy came up to my daughter, brought her back in the office. And he said, hey, I, I'm sorry that I said that. I, I, I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. I, I won't do anything like that again. I, I realized that was a very mean and bad thing to say. And my daughter said he looked very sincere and very apologetic. But my daughter, I said, How, do you feel it's like that other boy, the other situation that's been going on last year and this year? She said, no, dad, actually, I could tell he genuinely felt bad. The, the other boy had never apologized. The other boy had never shown any like remorse or anything. So I'll get back to that story in a second. So I taught my daughter how to successfully talk trash back to that boy. Now, the art of trash talking, it's something that I developed over many, many years playing sports, having older siblings that were just very verbally abusive to me. And I found out I couldn't bully them back because they're bigger, stronger than me. They're older than me. So I'd be clever. 
I had to, like a good comedian, you know, there's a lot of comedians out there, some of the best comedians. They're scrawny, skinny little kids that their gift of gab was how they fought back, making people laugh or being so clever to make the person that was trying to bully them, make that person, you know, look like they weren't as clever or weren't, you know, in power and control. So in this situation, my daughter said, no, I actually said, I forgive him. And in the subsequent days and weeks after that, he uh, gave her a note one time again saying, I'm really sorry. Nobody's making me write this note. Nobody's doing this. I just feel horrible. I don't know why I did that. And my daughter started telling me, she goes, dad, I think this, this boy, I think there's something wrong with him. Like there's something off with him. Like she'd started to talk to some other people and said like, he was always getting in trouble just spurting things out and saying things. As she started giving me more detailed information, me being a therapist and having the background psychology, I started to sense that this was a different situation than the first one. This one, this kid, he did not understand something. Something inside of his mind wasn't articulating like, hey, I'm hearing people say this on TikTok. I'm hearing people say this on social media. Maybe he heard his older sibling saying it. And not realizing that saying that amongst your friends or like, oh, this would be a funny joke is different than actually going to a girl and saying that to a girl's face like right there to their face, joking with your friends or boys or someone tell them to say this. This kid just didn't have the understanding that he shouldn't be saying those things. And apparently he, he got in trouble a lot from people for saying inappropriate things. But I'm bringing this up because there's two different types of inappropriate. There's two different types of situations going here. One is a boy from my observation for whatever's past is, by the way, we were told through different people who know him in a situation that he has an older brother that's extremely mean to him and bullies him. I feel horrible for them. I feel horrible for that young man. I can relate to that young man. When I was of that age, I said and did a lot of stupid things because I was angry. I was pissed off. I was tired of being the brunt of the jokes and getting bullied at my house. And I want to go make other people feel uncomfortable. I was angry and upset inside sometimes. So I get that. However, I was also very scared to say inappropriate things or be mean or disrespectful to especially women because my grandmother raised me. I was raised in a very matriarchal household. My grandmother was the one who did all the discipline and she never grounded me. Wink, wink. If you know what I'm saying? She was a very large Polynesian woman that did not believe in grounding. She believed in the laying on of hands. So for me, I was fearful of being disrespectful to a girl. I've never hit or lay hands on a girl or say something inappropriate like that. This young boy, he had multiple, you know, encounters with the school. He never apologized, sat there. And recently he's been just kind of quieter, but my daughter's also out of all the classes with him or most of the classes with him. And then this other boy, something was going on with this boy where he didn't understand really what he was doing. And even my daughter picked up on this. So we started talking about it. And she said that the reason why she stood up to the boy last year, the the one that carried over this year, that doesn't seem to be feeling sorry, that he's, he's okay with being rude and mean to people. She said that boy had this look in his eye. Like he was like, yeah, like, like you want me or you, you know, I'm, I'm the man. Like it was very cocky, very arrogant and very like in your face. What are you going to do about it? It was, it was meant to control and intimidate. The other boy was saying it like words were coming out of his mouth. He was smiling, laughing, and then shocked and surprised when he got in trouble until people explained to him what he was saying and doing. 
I separate these two because I think we have both of those in every single one of these schools. If you're, if you have a daughter, there's boys around. There's the boys that could easily get thrown in that category of the total F boy. When in regards, well, in regards to their behaviors and action, if you look a little bit closer, they may just need help. They may not understand certain social uh, do's and don'ts. They may have a difficulty reading the room, understanding what is appropriate, what is inappropriate. These boys need to be taught. Both types of boys need to be taught. But these particular boys might need a little bit more grace because I don't want young boys to feel like if they say something wrong, that there is no uh, way to come out of it. There's no way they can repent for that or um, repent. You guys get what I'm saying. There's no way they can apologize and be forgiven and learn from those experiences. And then there's other boys who are getting away with a whole lot of stuff because they're the squeaky wheel. People don't want to deal with them. Um, maybe they have a, a very aggressive family and you know they're, they're protective of their kids or, or maybe they just have parents that don't care. In the latter, the one I just talked about with either parents don't care, maybe it's just a bad family situation, maybe they're getting bullied themselves. In those situations, you have to be more firm, more assertive, and more direct. Doesn't mean that you can't forgive a young man like that if they're if they're mean to your daughter but i think those require a little bit more of like a one two three strikes route rule mean like first time it's like hey that's not cool don't talk to me like that assuming it's not really perverted really inappropriate it's just bad taste and and just dis just not just not polite disrespectful tell your daughters no matter how hard it is, they're going to have to practice this because if they don't learn it now, they're going to end up allowing themselves to be treated disrespectfully, disrespected, treated and disrespected by men under the guise of, oh, I'm just joking. Just chill out. I'm just relaxed. Like, why are you being such a prude? It's just a joke. I wouldn't want that for anyone's daughter, not just mine. So establishing that you, meaning as a parent, can tell your daughter, I give you permission to tell that boy, hey, listen, don't talk to me like that. And if they continue to say, why would you do about it? Say, just don't talk to me like that. If they say again, well, why do you do about it? It's like, I'm telling you, don't talk to me like that. I already did what I'm going to do about it. When I've had my daughter do that and other girls yet, they're like, fine, whatever. Most time they're just like, but there's something about bullying that's been really mistaken in recent years. Just like the boy who cried wolf, too many kids cry bullying and cry suicide when they do not have either of those things going through their mind or happening to them. But there's a lot of kids who are suicidal and there's a lot of kids who are being bullied. Those get overshadowed, unfortunately, by too much noise in the atmosphere of those topics and discussions. So if you, the parents, want to keep your daughter safe from stupid boys, but at the same time, you want them to be resilient and not running and hiding and, and, and crying in the corner every time someone says something inappropriate mean to them. You want them to be resilient. You want them to feel like they're anti-fragile, that they're not easily broken. This is a difficult thing to navigate as a protective parent, but the first step, like I said, you have to respond. So your daughters have to know what to say ahead of time. Give them this advice. Say, hey, don't talk to me like that. And if the boys get weird, it's like, whoa, I'm just joking. And say, 
I don't care what you're doing. I don't think it's a joke. Don't talk to me like that. If girls, and this is just from my experience, if girls say like, why'd you say that? And they go, well, what are you doing that for? Like, that's weird. Like, leave me alone. We don't want our kids to present themselves as being incapable of handling uncomfortable conversations. Even if they're uncomfortable with it, we want them to be able to, when I say stand up right, I don't mean like physically stand up in the chair and stick their chest out. We want them to be able to look at the person, say this to them, say, that's not cool. Don't talk to me like that. And if they continue to say, what do you do about it? It's like, exactly what I'm telling you. Don't talk to me like that. I'm not going to go snitch. I'm not going to go tell the teacher if you stop talking to me like that. But if you keep on talking to me like that, of course I'm going to go tell the teacher on you. Give them a chance to self-correct. Give those boys a chance to be disinterested with your daughter's response because they, when I say they, the type of people who are looking to get a reaction response, that's not the response that they can manipulate. That's not the response that they can feel empowered and in control. Not saying anything, putting your head down and ignoring them, that's a little bit of a win in the book or in the minds of those types of young boys. Also, if your daughter gets in the kid's face, it's like, dude, leave me alone or else I'm going to beat you or blah, 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 and like start threatening stuff like that. Even though I know that may be some people's natural reaction and some parents out there may say, well, if he talks to you like that, well, then you freaking can get in his face, yell at him, hit him, do whatever. I would never suggest violence and I would never suggest getting in someone's face to, to handle combative energy like that. If it gets bad enough, have your daughter say, listen, just so you know, I'm going to go tell what you said to me because that's messed up. You know that's messed up. So you either apologize to me right now or I'm going to have to go tell on you. Then you got to go to the principal's office. Then we got to make a big deal. Bring our parents in here. Come on. Like we're in seventh, eighth grade. Like that's elementary school stuff. I really, you really want to do that? Have your daughters get practice at giving them an option. And then if the boys don't back down, say, fine, I warned you. Like you guys heard me, right? I warned you. I'm going to go telling you now. I didn't want to have to tell you. So if you get in trouble, that's on you. That's not on me. I gave you a chance to forgive. I gave you a chance to apologize. That doesn't take your daughter having to know how to fight or being bigger and stronger than a boy. That's being assertively vulnerable. Assertive vulnerability is a very unique type of vulnerability. It's not confrontational. You're not trying to pick a fight. You're not trying to stand up to someone and say, you're not going to treat me like that. If you talk to me like that, I'm going to have my brother beat you up, this, that, and the other. If you could see me, I'm having a, my hand doing mouth movements. Everybody knows. You don't have to be in high school and grade school anymore. Everybody knows the person who's running their mouth the most, talk, 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 does not usually get the same respect and treated the same way. So I don't want you to teach your daughters to to go gossip behind the boys backs to go say this is so mean this so that and do nothing about it and i don't want your daughters getting their face and get all like moving their head side to side like oh no you're not gonna talk to me like that i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that just have your daughters look in the eye and say hey don't talk to me like that and if you keep on talking to me like that i gotta go telling you i don't want to tell you i don't want to be a snitch and a narc but if you keep on talking to me or my friends like that i'm not snitching narc on you i'm helping you because obviously you're not figuring out something. You're not getting something. That that's not cool. Okay? Getting back to the other boy. In that situation, you do the exact same thing. The only difference is the outcome will usually be different. There will be remorse. There will be a little bit of backtracking. Oh, I, well, I didn't mean it like that. I was just joking. So, yeah, well, I don't think it's a joke. 
So either apologize to me right now or I'm going to go tell. That right there shows assertive vulnerability. Assertive vulnerability, by definition, is a bold expression of self. Like assertiveness means a bold expression of self. Assertive vulnerability, well, because vulnerability means be open, exposed. So assertive vulnerability, which is a term I made up a long time ago, a bold expression of your most sincere thoughts, feelings, and opinions. But it's not a confrontational expression. It's not picking a fight. It's not challenging someone. It's letting someone know, hey, you crossed a line. I'm giving you the opportunity, the respect, to please step back over that line. If you don't step back over that line, then I'll have to take steps and actions. But you're telling them what you're going to do. You're not gossiping about it. You're not, you know, just running around complaining and crying and, and doing all these types of things. Hey, you can cry, you can complain, and you can be assertively vulnerable. So I'm not telling you your daughters can't get their feelings hurt. I'm not telling you that they can't cry and be scared and intimidated. What I am telling you, though, is you have to respond, not react. And those are very similar words, response and react. But a response is something that you plan for. That's why people are called first responders instead of first reactors. First reactors, they freeze. They go into fight or flight mode. They don't know what to do. So if I were you parents, I would role play this with your daughters. Have your husband or have their, their you know, if you have any teenage boys in the household, have them pretend to be like this and have your daughters as uncomfortable as this may be, role play these scenarios and have your daughters get comfortable telling boys that here's my line, you crossed it, so please voluntarily step back over the line. Otherwise, I'm going to have to step over your line and get involved in your life by telling on you, which I don't want to do. Yes, the good news is um, my daughter with her friends, it did take her friends being treated this way for her to be more assertively vulnerable, but now she's done that. It's happened three or four times this year where she heard something going on from another girl she didn't get in the kid's face. She didn't start all this stuff. She just told the kid, hey, back off. She went and told the teacher. She went and told everybody else. Now the principal and the vice principal of the school is like, man, thanks to your daughter, we've had so many boys that needed, like they needed people to check them. They needed people to call them out and say, hey, this is not cool. But all these other girls were too scared. And, they're, and my daughter was scared too, but I just coached her. And then now that she went, I don't like to say the word stood up to these boys. Now that she went and she was being assertively vulnerable, she had a plan. She had a response. She said what she needed to do. And if they didn't back down or if they didn't help out, like, like if the boys didn't back down or apologize, then she took the next step. But she always told them what she was going to do. So take those nuggets for you guys, parents. I want your daughters, just like I want my daughter. I want them to be self-confident. I want them to be uh, assertive. I want them to be competent how to handle these difficult social situations. So they'd have to be in those situations to practice them. It's a very delicate line between how much we get involved, but by you being your kid's number one supporter, take this information, have them listen to this podcast, or just take the nuggets from this podcast and give them your best version of what I just said. And uh, keep it simple. Don't try to get really long. Like, you need to tell this boy that if he does that again, blah, 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 that's inappropriate. Do not try to counsel, give advice, or coach teenage boys they're past the age at that moment at least they're not trying to learn from another teenage girl now granted i myself and some of my friends were younger i can recall saying something to a girl and getting kicked in the you know what's for it 
Now, in my defense, what I said to this girl was not sexually inappropriate. It wasn't nothing like that. I just was playing around with a girl that I found out you do not play with. <laughs> she dropped me to my knees, and I just sat there and looked up, and I thought she was going to kick me in the face. Luckily, she didn't. And I learned quickly that that girl had a couple screws loose, and I was like, okay, never mind. I thought we were just joking and playing around, and she tried to, you know, make it so I couldn't have kids someday. My point is, I learned a valuable lesson. I just wouldn't suggest your daughter is being physical. There's better ways to do that. You can use your words in a much more effective way, and also it gets respect if your daughter can learn how to do this by keeping her cool not getting all emotional because one thing that older men do and younger men do is they love to mock and make fun of a girl being emotional. Oh, you're being so emotional. You're acting like a bee. Like you quit freaking out and this and that. I've done it in the past when I was younger. I've seen plenty of men do it. When I counsel husbands, wives, I see lots of men do it. You do not want to be in that situation. You don't want your daughter is getting in a tit for tat with boys. That's why it's better to keep it short and simple, be very assertive and try to stay calm and collective as possible, which means it's going to require repetitions and it's going to require some role playing that's going to be uncomfortable. But just like any athlete or anyone that performs in music and dance or any type of performance whatsoever, everybody knows you have to make the practices way harder than the games. So by role playing this with your daughters, it will help them get used to being uncomfortable. And it's actually a lot easier to say it to, uh, like some kid at school than it is to say it with your brother who you know he's just role playing. Trust me, you guys, it's very effective work. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you want me to elaborate on anything else in regards to these types of boys and how to help your daughters in these types of situations. Or if you got a son and you're scratching your head say, is there some girls out there that are kind of a little scandalous, a little, you know, like they got some, you know, they got some interesting ideas and they say some really inappropriate things and not really comfortable with this girl, you know, the way she's talking to my son. I got information for you too. So until next time, you guys, thank you very much for following the podcast. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, just like I said in the beginning of the podcast. You can follow me in, individually on Instagram as well. Until next time, you guys, remember when you got issues with your kids. When you got issues with family and close interpersonal relationship, you don't have to be down on your knees screaming to heaven saying, please, please, please. All you got to do is press play and listen to your OGs. Until next time. Be good. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.